Um, just to let you know that going forward, the lives will be on a Monday night. So we did the first one on Sunday just so that you were all ready to rock and roll on the Monday. And we're doing this one tonight because I'm having to head down south tomorrow for a funeral. But going forward, these will be on a Monday night because I know Sunday evening is a bit of a pain in the neck for most people. I can see Gemma in the kitchen. Busy, busy. Um, <laughs> so this week, we've had our first week. So hopefully you've got in the groove. We've had a chat with quite a few of you today around just fine-tuning bits and bobs and getting on with getting nutrition nailed. So week one is really about just laying the foundations, getting used to tracking your food, getting into the gym, getting those steps up. So hopefully we're kind of almost on the, the verge there of getting that in the, in the bag. Oh, Trish, you've got it. That's fine. Um, so um, we will continue on. So we're not forgetting about last week. You're still going to work on your steps, nutrition, sleep, hydration and um, workouts for the next five weeks. But we're going to add in, start to have a think about habits and behaviours. And how what you do day in, day out is going to have an impact on your results. And we're going to keep it quite small in terms of what we're looking at changes because you can go all in and change 100 things, but how many of them will stick? So if we can look at what one or two things we just tip the needle in the direction we want it to go, and then we continue to do that every week, that needle is going to push you closer and closer and closer towards your goals. So your results will be dictated by your daily habits and behaviours. So whatever you do, doesn't matter what you do, you'll get a result. Might just not be the one that you want. So let's try and fine tune our actions, behaviours to gear us towards or to steer us towards, even a better word, the end outcome that we want. So you have all signed up because you've got to a place where you, you're not happy where you are and you want some kind of change. And that's why you've taken the step and signed up. So we have to kind of adjust the sales a little bit of what we do day in, day out. So you become the product of your habits and behavior. So if you're someone who's active and gets out and about and takes care of themselves, looks after the nutrition, you most likely feel fit and healthy and energized. If you're someone who eats takeaways every day, doesn't have a good quality of nutrition, is inactive, you probably feel a bit crap. So you're the product of your habits and behaviours. And you'll probably already be starting to think about the habits that make you feel good and the habits that don't make you feel good. And we're going to just try and do more of the stuff that makes us feel good and less of the stuff that doesn't. You'll always get a result. Like I said, it might not be the result you want if we don't pay attention to what our activities are, what our actions are each day. So we need to fine tune the habits that are going to give us the results that we want, and we need to tune out the ones that don't. So how are we going to do that? So think about all the small habits that you do day in, day out, little things that you do that give you a result. Brushing your teeth, you'll hear me use this example several times, but I think it's a great example. Um, I bet you don't schedule it into your day. I bet you don't put it on your to-do list. I don't bet you don't put it in your diary. But I bet it happens every single day, hopefully twice a day. It's a habit that doesn't take any brain space because it's automatic pilot. I would think everybody will do it a specific time. I come out the shower, drive myself, brush my teeth every single day. Um, I, I actually can't come out the shower without brushing my teeth. Even if I brush my teeth two hours before and then have a shower, I have to brush my teeth again. The outcome of doing that effortless, not brain taxing a habit gives you a full set of healthy teeth. Now, if I didn't brush my teeth tonight, I probably wouldn't need a filling by tomorrow. So if I, if I didn't brush my teeth, and we've all done it, haven't we? If you've been on a night out and you just fall into your bed, we've all done it at some point. doesn't mean you need a filling straight away. But if I continually didn't brush my teeth in the evening, chances are some of you would stand a little bit further back from me and I would probably need a filling at some point. So it's not what you do one-off. So if I don't brush my teeth tonight, it's not a big drama. If you miss a workout, it's not a big drama. If you go over on your calories one day, it's not a big drama. As long as that's not the thing that always happens. As long as that's the once in a blue moon thing and it's not the consistent thing. So again, we're working around consistency, not perfection. You cannot expect to nail absolutely all of these five pillars of fat loss. You can't expect to nail them bang on every single day. But we're looking at consistency. And then how do we make that consistency as effortless as we possibly can? 
Again, keeping it really, really simple. Small little actions added up over time lead to big changes. Um, there's a book that I'm going to reference um, quite a lot, probably throughout this, but it's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you've not read it, I highly recommend it. I'm looking over there because it's sitting on the shelf. I've never actually, full transparency, I've never actually opened that book. I've listened to it as an audiobook when I'm walking. Um, I don't have time to sit for hours and read, but listen to an audiobook. And I've listened to it about three or four times. And every time I take something a little bit different from it, it's a great book. It's really actionable. It doesn't talk fluffy. It's kind of straight down to actionable tasks. It gives a few examples of why it's why it's an important thing to do or why it's an effective thing to do. But in that book, he talks about the power of 1% and the lobster sitting in a, in a pot. And it doesn't know it's been cooked to death because the water is gradually, 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 gradually coming up. So this power of 1%. And it adds up and it adds up, but nothing really happens until it gets the same temperature. I can't remember what the temperature is. And then it boils to death and then we eat it. Very nice. But that power of 1%. So sometimes you can feel like you're doing all these little things and it's not making any difference. Just like lobsters, like, I'm totally fine. I'm just having a bath here. This is great. There's nothing really noticeably happening until it gets to a certain point. So that power of 1%, if you could do 1% better, Every single day, over 42 days, that's more than 42% better because it's an accumulative effect. I use this example in the gym as well. Do 5% more than you did last week. Add up the difference that, would, that that would make. Um, when we do finishers or timed rounds and people stop when it's the third beep, if you stop every time, when it's the, oh, sorry, they stop on the first beep rather than the third beep, so they're cutting three seconds off each round. If you cut three seconds off each round, there's 30 seconds of work you're not doing. And you can achieve a lot in 30 seconds. If you've ever done a 30 second round of high knees or something like that, you'll know it's effective. So think about all those little things, those little tiny adjustments of the sale that will gear you further towards the goal rather than further away. The opposite is true of bad habits. The more you kind of lean in towards them, the more it's kind of putting you back on the track that you didn't want to be on. And that's why you're here just now. So actionable thing for you to do. I won't get you to do the full thing while we're on the live because we'll be here all day. But get a bit of pen and paper after this and write down everything you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. So what's the very first thing you do when you open your eyes? So I re reach over and switch off my alarm. I get up, go through to the bathroom, brush my teeth, squish myself a wee bit of deodorant, get my gym clothes on, sneak down the stairs. I dropped my phone all the way down the stairs this morning. It was the loudest thing <laughs> all the way down the stairs. Um, but yeah, creep down the stairs. I have a coffee. I have a glass of water. Um, all these things are automatic pilot. I don't have to plan them. It doesn't take up brain space in my head. And then one thing I've started doing, I think I spoke about this last week, is I don't go on my phone. I used to turn my alarm off, swipe up. Okay, what notifications do I have? Like who's messaged? All this kind of thing. And it just got my brain whizzing from the start. It wasn't helpful for me, so I've stopped that altogether. So which ones help you and which ones don't? So then you can have, once you've got all your things that you do in a day, split it into two columns, helpful, unhelpful. For the ones that aren't helpful, we're going to look at how can you either get rid of them or minimise them. So I cannot not use my phone, for example. I run an online coaching business so I have to be on my phone it's convenient but I can minimize it so I don't go on before half seven not 100% I have to say but the majority of the time I don't go on before half seven and I try not to go on after nine o'clock at night as well so I can minimize it a little bit I switch it off um, if I'm doing a whole load of like when I program all the stuff for you guys on the group that takes me a lot of concentration and I can easily get distracted easily so I switch it off altogether so I can minimize that temptation we all do that don't we look at the time and then 20 minutes later you you're knee deep in reels and we all do it we all do it I did it last night um my poor friend getting all these things sent her it was all the reels where people do that I was like I've had too many heels I think I'm funny um so what could you either eliminate or minimize so scrolling on your phone's a great example that is a huge we're all really stuck for time, aren't we? Time is not a huge um, luxury that many of us have. But go and look at your screen time on your phone. You can go into your settings and look at your screen time. I bet you're shocked. 
and that's what prompted me to put the um, timer on that blocks me off um, social media for a certain amount of time because I was like, that's ridiculous. That was, it was more than half my waking day. I was on my phone. And yes, I can say that I need my phone for work, but it's not all work. I've got those reels to look at. Haven't I? All right. So the other things might be sitting down in front of the TV and thinking, I'll just watch one episode. Um, and you could be going out for a walk. So instead of saying that may be a case of minimising it as well, I love a Netflix binge. But if you're sitting in front of the TV for three hours a night, could you sit in front of it for an hour and a half and go for a walk and do some meal prep? Think about how you can minimise things or replace the bad habit, the time that the bad habit takes to input some good habits. Meal prep, going for a walk, going to the gym, whatever it is, whatever it is. Have you got, I'm going to pop the chat up because it's really boring listening to me the whole time. Um, it's already open. So give me two two bad habits that don't help you, or unhelpful habits, we'll call them, that don't help you get where you want to be and how you can minimise or eliminate. Pop it in the chat. Everybody put at least one in. One habit I'm going to stop doing is putting my bottle of water in the freezer to chill it chill it so it's nice and cold after my run in the morning um, and then not take it out. <laughs> it's frozen solid. Snoozing your alarm, Michelle. Yep, so we've got a wee challenge for Michelle this week to get in for the start of the warm-up. Um, it becomes a habit and then that habit becomes an expectation. So your expectation of yourself is, I'm going to snooze the alarm and I'll get there just in time to start the, to start the warm-up or just after the warm-up started. And it's, we'll talk about this as well. It's like your identity, who you see yourself as, and you'll behave accordingly. Um, not getting up when you wake up. Yep, so how can you do that? How can you make sure that you don't snooze the alarm and how can you make sure that you get up when you wake up, Trish? What can you do? So it's one thing saying I'm going to do it, but how? How? Gemma, I'm awful at planning. We're going to change that, lovely. Yep, yep, I've um, uh, bought an alarm clock, so the phone's not even in the bedroom, and then I can't scroll on it either when I'm lying in bed. Um, putting your phone on the other side of the room, putting the furthest away plug from you, charge it that way. Yep, okay. Put your brain in gear and stop procrastinating. Yeah, sometimes it's just doing the do, isn't it? And getting rid of that story that I'm awful at planning. So you could change that story to, um, I'm going to start being good at planning. Or just, I'm going to start planning. Full stop. Whether you're good, bad, and different at it, you're going to do it. And I think when we think we're not good at something, that's where, that's where it helps the procrastination because we don't like not being good at things, do we? Nobody likes not being good at something. And so, well, it's just much easier and more comfortable to not do it. But imagine if you got yourself an epic plan for this week, and you followed it through, how good would that feel? Like that bit of feeling good on purpose, and we will cover this in a um, couple of weeks' time, uh, about positive psychology, about feeling good on purpose, not just waking up and waiting to see how you feel. Feeling good on purpose, but yeah, changing that story. I'm going to get a plan. Bish, bash, boss. Lisa saying, mindless scrolling on social media instead of getting sleep. Yep, another reason why my phone isn't in the bedroom now. Yeah, I have to say, I do love a good wing it. I do love a good wing it. But but if there's one thing I've learned, so when I started this business, I maybe had 15 clients. Winging it was fine. I liked winging it. I was a bit felt like I was a bit more creative. I could be responsive to the group. And that's how I kind of played it to myself. Like, oh, I can be responsive. It's not planned out. And then that business grew. We're like, what, we 80, 90 clients now? Can't wing it. Can't wing it with that many clients. I've tried, it doesn't work. <laughs> People get annoyed. <laughs> um, so, and it also takes a bit of stress out of things. You make a million decisions a day. If you've spent 15 minutes on Sunday already making those decisions, you don't need to worry about it. It's all sorted. It's done. But yeah, I, I do love a good wing it. Winging it since 1976. Somebody bought me a t-shirt with that on it. All right. So, what small habit, so if we're going to get rid of these ones, what small habit can you introduce over the next seven days or so 
But I want you to think about what one habit would cause a domino effect. So if you nailed that, what other things would fall into place automatically? So examples are usually things like working out first thing. So you probably know that if you're training in the gym, your nutrition's normally better. I know clients who've got injured and haven't been able to train and suddenly their nutrition goes to shit. So working out first thing, you feel good, you feel like you've done something, you don't want to undo your, your hard work. So your nutrition normally has a knock-on effect because you've worked out in the, in the morning. Making it more attractive to drink water, whether that's a fancy water bottle, whether that's putting a little bit of diluting into it, what would make it easier to do that? Planning out your food. So if your food's planned out, there's no like, oh shit, what's for tea? Or I've nothing for tea, I've wanted takeaway. Buying the healthy foods in the first place, that can be the habit. If you bought them, you're more likely to eat them. If they're on offer and available, you're more likely to eat them. Um, and the other good thing to do is, we'll talk about this in a minute, is about making things easier or effortless. So we've got a fruit bowl and it sits on the sideboard in the kitchen and the bananas go brown. But if I move that fruit bowl onto the kitchen table, the kids eat the fruit because it's there, it's obvious. It's like, oh, what's that? I'll have that. Um, kids love strawberries, but they're normally in the fridge, which we've got a little utility room at the side. Um, they're hidden away in the fridge. So if I put them out for an hour, they're gone. And trigger food. So trigger food is something that you struggle to control yourself around. So mine would be peanut butter or Reese's. So my, it was my birthday in July and everybody knows I like Reese's. So people bought me loads of Reese's. I can't. Once that packet's opened, it's, it's a goner. But if you know that there's a food that you're going to overeat, don't buy it. Don't make it difficult for yourself. So the things that you want to do, try and make them nice and easy to do. And the things you don't want to do, try and make them difficult to do. So you don't want to snooze. Stick the phone on the other side of the room. You want to get up when you when your alarm goes off. Have the phone somewhere where you have to get up to get it. So start thinking about these things that you want to put in. So have a wee think. Pop in the chat again. Like, what's one habit that you could do that has a domino effect? For me, it's sleep. If I don't, haven't had a good night's sleep or I'm not well rested, my nutrition is not good. I want carbs. I want chocolate. Um, I had eight and a half hours sleep last night. I mean, I'm not showing off or anything, but eight and a half hours sleep. I've not had one craving today. I've eaten when I'm hungry and I've been absolutely fine. So sleep for me, so although it sounds like the least productive thing when you're talking about fat loss or fitness journey, it's actually the most productive thing for me. I'm more active, my workouts are better, my nutrition's better, and my mood's better. So what is the one thing that you could implement, pop it in the chat, that's going to have a domino effect on several other things? So it's almost like you only have to do that one thing for everything else to fall into place. So good sleep for me means everything else is far easier to fall into place. That's a difficult one. The bad habits are easy. What's a positive habit that you can put in? Hit me. If typing's a pain in the backside, by the way, feel free to unmute. Yes, Lisa, telling yourself you can. And you can. I think that's the thing, you, you can. Again, stories, like stories that Gemma's saying, like, oh, I'm awful at planning. But we can do it and we can get better at it. And decide what is a good plan. The only thing of a good plan doesn't have to look pretty or have like post-it notes on it, although I do love a good post-it note and pretty pretty plan. But I've just started my to-do list. You'll probably not be able to see it, but that's it for tomorrow. The date's at the top and there's three things on it so far. Um, Gemma, I'm really need to put together a bit of a plan of our life in general so I know where exactly my workouts are and when I'm having meals. Yeah. That's your first step. That's your first step. Um... Once that's there, you'll be able to, it'll be a lot less stressful week. You know that stuff's sorted. Um, Trish saying sleep for you too, not falling asleep on the sofa and going to bed. I've set my alarms to tell me I go to bed, yeah. Um, I sit all the time fall asleep on the sofa. And then you feel like you've slept for a long time, but then you've had to get up and brush your teeth and get changed and get back to bed and fall back into that sleep cycle again. Um, definitely sleep for me, 100%. Anyone else jump, jump in in there? Let's go. Let's go, let's go, everybody. 
just remember, guys, you can turn up to these trainings and you can sit with me for however long I dribble on for. Um, and you can go, that was fantastic. But if you don't do anything with the information, pointless. You need to have some action points on the back of it. All right, I'll leave you frantically typing away. Okay, three steps that will help you concrete a habit. So it's it's hard. Ha behavior change and habit change is hard because you're on automatic pilot. It's hard to implement a new habit. It's easy to go to your default. So when you're tired later in the day, you've had made these million decisions you've made that day, you've had a busy day at work, you've maybe trained, whatever it is, and you're tired at night, it's hard then to make a conscious decision to do something that might be a bit uncomfortable, that you might not be good at. So make it obvious, like I was talking about the fruit bowl on the table, make it obvious. If you are wanting to get up and train in the morning, have your clothes laid out, have your trainers there, have your bag packed, whatever it is you do. Make it easy. Same thing. How can you plan to win in advance? So if you were saying to someone, um, we'll use the example of um, you're going to get up when you say you're going to get up. And then think about how you would tell them to, you were trying to trip them up and you were trying to make them sleep longer and not get up. And they said, what would you tell them to do? So flip it the other way. Flip it the other way. You get some nice lights, they're called Lumi lamps. I don't use it because James and I get up at different times. It'd kill me if I had a light going on at that time. But um, where it gradually increases the light. So it's almost like a, a sunrise. I'm going to kill this dog. She's in and out of this dog. Um, so it helps wake you up. So that makes it a little bit easier because the body's waking up naturally. Make it rewarding. Make sure that you reward yourself for implementing these habits. So just spoken to one of you about tracking food and they were saying it's such a pain in the ass tracking food, like I get really flustered with it. Just remember the reward that's on the other side of it. So the example I used with her was, I hate ironing. I literally would do anything in the world other than ironing. But I still do it because I don't want my kids to be <laughs> looking like tramps at school. I wear gym gear, it never needs to iron. But I sit there for ages ironing everybody else's clothes. Um, I hate it. It's a pain in the ass, don't like doing it. Um, washing dishes, our dishwasher has been broken for ages. Um, washing dishes, not my favourite thing to do. Still do it because I want clean plates. So think about what the reward is. If it's a consistency habit you're looking for and you think, right, if I stick to this for four weeks, I'm going to reward myself. Or if I stick to it for seven days, I'm going to reward myself. Be careful to define what the reward is. So if fat loss is the goal, do not reward yourself with food. It's kind of like celebrating being sober by having a beer. Doesn't make any sense. So have some kind of reward, but be careful what you define your reward as. So it could be gym gear. Always gym gear for me. It could be other things I love, a notebook. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six sitting on my desk as we speak, all for different things. Love a notebook. But what is something that you would be would be a treat for you that isn't something that's going to hamper your results? Um stretch, sorry, I'm going back into the chat. Stretching every day is something I need to get through without pain. Yeah. So again, that's slowly, slowly introducing that and not going for leather and I know most of you and I'm going to pretty sure Lisa you're going to be like this I'm doing it I'm going to do 100% and I'm going to go and do it absolutely bang on slowly slowly wins the race um finding tracking food oh sorry you're finding tracking food difficult I'm gonna I've got a little Q&A at the end for nutrition as well because lots of you have had lots of questions so I'll jump back to that one Lisa um you bought boxing gloves at the rewards yes. um all right. So yeah, Lisa, I know that you will be full on. Let's go for it. Slowly, slowly. I was speaking to someone else. Uh, I think I've said this to you as well, Gemma. Um, the quickest way to fuck this up is to try and rush it. It's to try and cheat the, the time scale that it's going to take. Try and cheat it by doing more, eating less, doing more. doesn't work. Quickest way to fuck it up is to try. And, so you've all got plans. Stick to the plan. So everybody's like, I need a nutrition plan. I want a nutrition plan. And then you don't stick to it. You do your own thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. I am not giving you a nutrition plan that's going to slow your results down. I'm not trying to make you not lose fat. I'm trying to give you a sustainable nutrition plan. All right. Um, and then make unwanted habits hard to do. So like not having trigger foods in the house, foods that you emotionally eat on, 
try not to have them in the house. It's really impractical, I know, for people who have got kids. I've got two kids. They love a Kit Kat and a chocolate digestive. Unfortunately, so do I. So it's not practical to not have them. But how can you minimise that? Or how can you buffer it with healthy food as well? There'll be some healthy food you enjoy just as much as a chocolate digestive. Promise you. Right, setting intentions. And this kind of ties in with planning as well. But intention. So get into the habit of setting intentions. So this is part of your plan. So if on a Sunday you plan out your week, what's your intention for that week? So it might be, I've no social events on, work's quite quiet, I am going for it. I am going to do four workouts, I'm going to hit my steps every day, um, and I, my intention is I want to lose a pound and a half minimum this week. That might be the intention for the for the week. Or it might be, look, work's a bit mental this week, um, I know I'm going to be stuck at my desk for four days this week, so my intention is to consistently hit my steps, but over a weekly target. I also set intentions each and every day because my days look very different. So some days are training days, some days are rest days. And I struggle to rest both from work and from training. Like it's it's a problem. <laughs> and then what invariably happens again, cooking sweet if I got up is to rush it. What invariably happens is I get two or three months down the line and my body goes, I'm just going to stop you right there. And we end up in bed for a day. So when I write in the morning, my intention is rest and recovery today. It just reinforces what the purpose of that day is. So the purpose of the day might be like to go all in on nutrition and everything, or it might be to rest up. Your body's tired. Um, Lisa's spoken on the group, obviously, about having fibro. And some days you need to have that intention. That's what I said. That challenge that day was for you to rest and recover. Um, so think about your daily ticks you had to complete this week. You all intention you knew what your intention was you knew what your goal was you knew what you needed to do to get a green tick and you went and did it so how can you have something else that makes you have a clear purpose for that day and you know what that is it's kind of like having not putting anything in the sat nav but expecting to get your next destination you need to know where you're going so again i do it daily i do a little journal in the morning it takes me about five minutes where i just write down i write down gratitude i write down a bit about how i'm feeling and how i'm going to sort it so if I'm feeling crabby or if I'm feeling tired, how am I going to sort it? It's not just a morning exercise. It's a, it's kind of right. Like, okay, I'm tired, so therefore I need to rest and recover. And how am I going to rest and recover? Just like I'm saying, how we get how we get rid of the habit? How are you going to do it? So think about that. Think about it in the morning if you've got a lovely notebook. I mean, I've got several here. You can have. Um, but writing down, I've got a lovely little journal that I use. It takes me less than five minutes to do it every morning, but it sets my head in the right space i know what i know what i'm heading out to do that day so you can do this daily weekly um what are your goals for the week or that day then think about why they're important so this is your why so there'll be times you're like right i'm going to do x y and z that's my intentions for this week and then you get to the door just magically shuts and then you get to wednesday and you're tired you can't be arsed and you're not as motivated as you were when you wrote your plan on sunday night when you were curled up on the couch so if we know why it's important to do it, so again, the people, the person I was talking to about tracking their food, well, why is it important to do it when you can't be arsed and it's a hassle? Why is it important? Well, that's what's going to get me results. I'm going to know what my nutrition is, where I need to cut back, where I need to eat more protein. I'm going to know that. And therefore, I'm going to get that loss on the scales. And why is that important? So why is it getting a loss on the scales important? This is when we start getting into the nitty gritty. And there'll be numerous reasons and you'll all have your own. <laughs> um, but it could be, well, I feel uncomfortable in my skin. I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror. So the goal is fat loss. So it's important that I lose weight so that I feel good about myself. It could be that uh, one of my clients needs to fit into a harness in four weeks' time or something like that. That might be the really important reason. But what's going to make you do it even when you don't want to do it anymore? You had the plan, you had the intention on Sunday night, and it's Wednesday night, and you're like... I'm not sure I want that anymore. If you've got a really important why that's more important than I want to lose two pounds, then you're more likely to do it. Then think about what are the consequences of not doing what you said you were going to do? What happens if you don't do it? So I've started a little fat loss journey as well. It's just suddenly dawned on me that I've enjoyed summer too much and we're going to go on holiday in a few weeks. So I'm just putting myself in a little small deficit. I find dieting really hard. Full disclosure, I find it really hard. Um, but the consequences of me not doing what I said I was going to do is 
that won't feel like hustle in the bikinis that I wore last year. I'm not buying new ones. And then what is possible if you do do what you said you were going to do? What is possible in your results and how you feel about you and how you feel about yourself and the trust that you build in yourself for doing the stuff that you said you were going to do? So like we were saying, Michelle, like your, your trust in you is that you'll get there, but, you know, we, we don't have a, a time scale. We'll, we'll get there. And that's what you and that's how you behave. But if we can change it and start saying, doing the things we said we were going to do. So I'll give Michelle a, a goal of 6.42 tomorrow morning. I'm in this Monday. Um, so 6.42. But yeah, and then we build trust that that's what you do. So you can build trust in whatever you want, but it's whether it's a positive or a negative thing. You will feel bloody amazing when you're like, I'll go in for six I'll stand at the door like that. <laughs> but what's the consequences of not doing it? What happens if you just continue on as you are and you don't make any changes? And what's possible if you do do it? This is one of the quotes. Um, go and follow James Clear on Instagram, or I think, I'm not sure if he's on Facebook, I just follow him on Instagram. But he puts up all these amazing quotes and they're, they're great. Each action is a vote for the person that you want to become. Every action you do makes a wee vote for the person that you'll become. So who are you going to vote for this week? In seven days' time, who do you want to be? Who are you putting votes for? And what do you need to do to get there? So tell me in the chat who you're voting for to be in seven days' time. When you do your next week's check-in, how do you want it to read? What are the things that you're rating highly? What are the things when I say, what are your struggles? Do you want to have anything in there? That is a bit hard, isn't it, Gemma? Brain workout on Sunday night. But have a think. If every action puts casts a little vote on the person that you will become or believes that you will become. So lots of clients come and say, oh, I just can't lose weight. I can't lose weight. And they firmly believe that. And so their actions don't line up with someone who will lose weight because they believe that they can't. Yes, Lisa, love it. Love it, love it. Maintain the person you've been this week. Yeah. Bang on. And I would say, Lisa, this is, um, I've worked with Lisa in the past, um, and I think this is the most um, kind I've seen you've been to yourself, especially like post you put up on Friday, about actually I'm going to cancel the gym and read a book. Brilliant. Bloody brilliant. Um, Trish, be more positive on what I can achieve in class. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think that the female, I try and have the gym so that you can't compare yourself, but we're females and we do. I compare myself sometimes. I'll be completely honest. I sit there sometimes and go, my clients are bossing it more than I am. Depending on what's happening with my training or my life, sometimes I'm like, oh dear. You're doing better than I am. So we will compare ourselves, but don't let that take away. Just because someone else is doing fantastically well doesn't mean you're not. Everyone's at different points in their journey. Um, everyone's got different backgrounds, time availability, genetics, the whole party. So if you concentrate just on you, then you can put your full attention on you. Improving one area, nutrition. What do you need to do to improve that nutrition, Michelle? What needs to happen to get there? I think we've got the gyms, and for most of you, the gym isn't a problem. For most of you, nutrition is probably your biggest challenge. Follow the plan. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. All right. Um, oh, I've gone the wrong way. Self-identity. So kind of touched on this a little bit, but who you believe you are, you will act in accordance with that belief. So we like to be right. We like to prove ourselves right. So you, if you've been lucky enough for me to be next to you in the gym and you've said, I can't do something, well, let's see. Well, let's give it a try and see, and I'll say, prove me wrong. And I don't think I've had anybody yet that hasn't been able to do it, but specifically the leg press, and that's why it says I can and I will on the wall next to the leg press. Um, I can't, what's on that? And I'll tell them, I can't do that. Have you tried? no but I just know I can't do it how do you know 
the story you tell yourself, and we'll do a little bit about self-limiting beliefs as well, but the story you tell yourself is important. So be very careful how you talk about yourself and your capabilities. I want you to think about if you would ever talk, and there's about three of you I'm talking specifically to in this group, if you would ever talk to anyone else the way you talk to yourself, the way you tell yourself what you can and can't do, the way you talk to yourself about how good you are at something or not. So start having that belief that I can and I will. Simple. I'm going to brainwash you with it. Um, I had to say it to my son, so he started weight training with me on a Saturday, um, and he said, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So he picked. He was doing a bench press, and he picked it up, and it was a bit wobbly, and it was bloody heavy for a boy his size. Um, I said, I don't think I can do it. And I said, I'm going to stop you, and I'm going to get you to read the wall. And he, I said, what does it say? And he said, you're standing in front of it. I can't see. And I was like, oh, what move? What does it say? I can and I will. And he did it. He bossed it by that eight reps. Um, so that is absolutely the key to being able to believe in it. So if you think, I can't lose weight or I'll never stick to this, then you won't. Because why would you make the effort when it's difficult if you already know the outcome because you've told yourself you can't stick to it? So why would you put an effort? Gemma, I think you're a good example. We don't mind me sharing, but she's come into this journey going, I'm bloody doing it. I'm doing it. I'm here for it. I'm doing it. However, at the start, she didn't tick the box. She didn't tick the box. So on your starter paperwork, there's a box at the bottom that says, I'm fully committed. Gemma never ticked that box. Gemma's probably one of the most committed clients I've ever worked with. But that was a self-belief thing. <laughs> I'll send it back to you. Redo this. <laughs> um, yeah, you're probably one of the most committed clients I've worked with. But her self-belief, and I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, but it's almost like a protective thing that, well, then if I do fail, see, I told you. Told you. Can you? So we like to be right. So be very careful about your self-talk. Very, very careful. Um, Lisa's put on there, change your login. So Lisa's changed her login to I can and I will. She's changed her login every time she signs into her computer. She has to type I can and I will. That's genius. Genius. Um, so yeah, everybody changed their passwords on their computer. It's a, it's a new thing now. It's a new thing. So yeah, be very careful. How can you go about changing that identity? That's in trust. So just like we were talking about with you, Michelle, of we're going to build trust. That that's what you do in the morning. You get up straight away and you get into the gym. Um, I think you'd said as well that you spend time debating whether you're going to go. Just decide. I'm the person that goes to the gym for 6.42. And then you'll behave in accordance. So it can work one way or it can work the other, but be very, very careful with your words, especially when they're said silently in here. Very, very careful. We'll cover this a little bit more, but just something to start thinking. And you won't automatically start going like, I'm an amazing person and I do all these things. Like, that's not realistic because at some point at the very beginning, that will feel like a lie and it won't feel authentic. But you can change the words slightly. I'm going to become a person who gets up when the alarm goes off. I'm going to become that person by Friday. Do you know, if you're someone who doesn't have great self-esteem, doesn't really like themselves to stand in front of the mirror and say, I love myself, that, that's just unrealistic. It won't feel natural or true. And if you don't believe it, you're still not going to follow through with it. You can say the words. That kind of fake it till you make it. I'm not sure I buy into that. But start catching yourself when you're saying these things that are not helpful or not nice. Or if you said them to me, that I wouldn't say, well, you can beat it. <laughs> Do you know? Like, would, would you hang about with you? If you if somebody spoke to you the way you speak to yourself, would you hang about with that person? Nah. So don't, don't be your own worst enemy. Be your own best pal and your biggest cheerleader. Um, I'm going to do a quick nutrition Q&A just because there was lots and lots of questions this week, and that's totally normal when you're trying to find your feet with nutrition if it's not something you've looked at before. Um, first of all, anybody got any questions on habits and behaviours before I go firing ahead into this? Just put no if you don't, so I don't move on while you're typing away. As always, if there's any questions as we go through the week, then you can shout, but we're going to work every day. Challenge is going to be around habits and behaviours. All right. So the things that came up was hitting your protein intake. So this is a really common thing. Lots of people struggle with hitting the protein intake because most of us don't eat enough. The important reasons for eating enough protein is that when you diet, your body's going to lose tissue from your body. Now, that can be fatty tissue. 
It could be muscle tissue, and we want the fatty tissue to go and the muscle tissue to stay. So the more protein we have, the more we're going to preserve protein. Anyone over 35, you start losing muscle as you as the natural process of aging. And again, having your protein intake high means that we are preserving as much of that muscle as possible. So if there's protein there for the, the body to build muscle, you guys are training as well, so hopefully we're building some muscle too. Muscle can't grow from nothing. It needs protein as it's building blocks. So that's why it's important to have protein. We've had a wee discussion on the group around protein powders, etc. In an ideal world, you would get all your protein from your food, from natural sources. I don't. I use a scoop of protein powder every day. It's convenient. Um, it's high quality. So again, if you're going and buying the cheapest protein powder you can find, expect a sore tummy. So a lot of the cheap protein powders are just full of fillers and nonsense and hardly any protein at all. Wind bloat your tummy um so there are some good ones there's on nutrition um i think trish mentioned one i can't remember what is it i use the protein works um it's the only one I, i've used and again everybody's different but it's the only one i've used that doesn't give me a dodgy tummy at all my protein that's it trish um so good quality protein you want around 70 ish grams per 100 grams so if you're looking at the nutritional value on the side and it's got less than 70 grams of protein in it at 80 ideally, then you can assume that there's lots of fillers in there. Um, so if you got your welcome pack, the best way to do this is go to your welcome pack, there's a section on protein there and it breaks down like the portion sizes of different foods that you would need to hit 20 or 30 grams of protein. You want to try and spread that throughout the day. So if you could do 30 grams of protein at each meal, boom, 90 grams. Maybe you're doing 20 and then there's a few snacks in there as well. But you'll soon figure out what foods fit into 90 grams. I, I hit my protein every day because I've done it for so long. Um, I use the protein powder in the morning. Best idea is to try not to drink your protein because it doesn't fill your tummy up that much. So I put it into porridge. I put it into yogurt. Um, you can put it into smoothies. I've got something else in them that isn't just milk and protein. It won't fill you up. If you're starving, you have a protein shake. It's not going to fill you up. Um, but make it just a, a kind of work in progress. So if you've hit 70 grams this week, try hitting 80 grams next week. And just gradually adding in foods and you'll soon figure out the high protein foods. But in the welcome pack, there's a whole section of protein there. Any questions about protein? And while we're talking about nutrition, if you've got any specific questions that aren't listed up here, type them in the chat and I'll get to them. Um, water intake, I think most of you have got on top of now. I know there's some circumstances where you can't drink or like you don't want to drink because you need to pee. I've come back from shopping with Cora completely dehydrated because I didn't want to pee when I was out. Um, but yeah, just making sure that you're consistently, just hit your two litre stretch, there you go, consistently filling up with water throughout the day. Don't wait till seven o'clock and drink a litre and a half because you've only had half a litre. You'll be peeing all night and then your sleep's knackered and then your food's crap the next day. Going over on carbs and fats, several of you brought this up. So I don't want you to worry about your carbs and fats at all. I want you to worry about your protein and your calories. So if you've hit your protein and you've hit your calories, you can't go over on carbs and fats. The only time you want to start worrying about carbs or fats, fats is the last thing to worry about, is if you've got a specific performance goal, if you're doing any endurance training. So all my training is quite heavily cardio-based at the moment. There's some long runs and stuff like that in there. So I do pay attention to my carb intake. It needs to be quite high on those training days. But for pure fat loss and for, for training at the gym, for 45-minute classes, you don't need to worry about it. So make sure that you are hitting calories and protein. Don't stress about anything else. Um, good and bad foods. Um, this has been said several times by quite a few of you. Try not to call food good and bad. Um, it's food. It's food. Some of that food has a higher nutritional value than others. So if you have a deep fried Mars bar, it's still got some nutritional value in there. I mean, you're likely to have a cardiac arrest, but there is still protein, carbs, fats in there. It's just not nutritionally dense. So there's probably that mu not much that not that much vitamin C or magnesium in there. There'll be lots of fat in there. That being said, if you had it and it fitted into your calories, that's fine as a one-off, kind of like missing brushing your teeth once. So there's no good or bad foods and using those words is not helpful because then it indicates if you eat the bad food that you are bad. We're not bad. 
Um, having calories left over at the end of the day. So if you have a lot of calories left, I would encourage you to try and eat something, a small snack. But again, when fat loss is the goal, it seems silly to eat when you're not hungry. But again, with the, the, the fat loss plan that I've given you, most of you have eaten under that consistently. At some point, your body's going to go, excuse me, I'm starving. Um, there's a big packet of chocolate digestives over there. Let's go and get them. And your body will take over because it doesn't want you to be in this deficit. So we're trying to give you as much food as possible so you feel as good as possible, you can train as hard as possible, but we're still in a deficit and we're still losing fat. If we get to a point where, and at some point in your journey, that fat loss will stall and we'll need to readjust the scales. So if you're already only eating 1,200 calories, we've not really got anywhere to go. Whereas if you could eat 1,500 calories and lose weight on that, we've got time to adjust. So try to eat your calories, but again, don't force food for yourself if you're if you're not hungry. Um, so fiber. One thing to note about fiber, fiber, fiber is that on my fitness pal, not every entry has a fiber content on it. So you might put in, I don't know, 100 grams of broccoli. And then when you look at my fitness pal, it says zero grams of fiber. So just check what you're putting into my fitness pal. That's number one. I figured that one out ages ago going, I've eaten lots of fruit and veg and whole grains, what? And then I realised some of the entries that I'd chosen in my fitness pal just hadn't a fibre content on it when there will be fibre in that food. So again, in the welcome pack, there's a whole bit about fibre, but if you make sure you have fruit or veg with each of your eating occasions, so whether that be a snack or breakfast, so I have fruit um, with my breakfast, whether I have oats or or yogurt i'll have fruit with it um i'll have either salad or veggies at lunchtime night times always got lots of veggies um and then in between that i do use a super greens powder um which is you can get that my um the protein works tastes like cranberries put my yogurt tastes like dessert it's amazing there's loads of fiber in that things like um yeah, have a, have a look, Trish, because if you feel like you're eating lots of fruit and veg, your kind of whole grains will also come from things like bread, pastas, all that kind of thing, oats. Um, there's lots of fibre in that kind of thing as well. So, yeah, have a check there. If you feel like you should be hitting it and you're not, that's possibly the reason. Um, Michelle's saying I was confusing myself trying to check them all. Um, yeah, don't make it don't make it more complicated than it needs to be for you to get results we need to make sure protein's high and we need to make sure that we're sticking to calories that's it carbs and fats don't matter unless you're performance athlete in some way um the oh i had a train of thought there and it's gone it'll come back it will come back um yeah making things more complicated than it needs to be don't waste your energy on it don't waste your, your brain power on it um going over on calories so if you track your food even if you go over on calories because what people tend to do is they track them up until the amount that they're allowed and then they overeat and they don't track that bit after it still track it because we can pull it back so we were out for dinner last night I wasn't going to drink I had my food all planned out and then we were sitting there and I thought you know what I'll have a meal and then I thought I'll have another meal so they that took me well over, 300 odd calories over. And again, I was out for dinner, so it was only an educated guess as to what I'd eaten it, potentially more. But I know it's 300 calories. So what I'll do today is I'll cut 150 calories off today and 150 calories off tomorrow. Boom, back to where I need to be. Still enjoyed my mojitos, still enjoyed my meal. I don't have to think, oh, I screwed it or severely cut back my food today. So don't worry about it. As long as you track it, if we know how far we've gone over, we know how far we need to pull back. So think about your calories over the week, a bit like a, a bank account that you are spending throughout the week. And then you can either be in the red or the black. If you're in the red, you have to pay it back. Doesn't mean you don't get results. You can still get the same results that week, even if you've overeaten one day. It's not a drama. It can be fixed. The only time it can't be fixed is when you hit the fuck it switch and go, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. And I'm not going to tell anyone about it. Definitely not. Um, you will not be the first client. I overeat on Saturday. My name's Fiona, I overeat on Saturday. But it's fine. By Monday night, I'll be back to where I was and I'm back on plan. Any other questions? Just remember, you can pop them all in the group and I always find it easier talking to you about it, but you can pop them all in the group or you can message me privately if it's something you don't want to share. But I feel like everybody's kind of got on top of it. Um, 
I can't see in my fitness pal specifically what happens is it links into true coach so I can see the numbers um so I can't see it specifically but if you want to send me screenshots Trish I can have a look at it that way if that works just to see um do you mean set it up in terms of numbers or do you mean set it up right in terms of like fiber that kind of thing If you're not paying for my fitness pal, which I wouldn't, I've never paid for my fitness pal. It's only gonna, you're, it's not gonna let you do it exactly. But if you know the number, if you know it needs to be, yeah, just screenshot and send it over, Trish. That's the easiest way to do it. Anyone else? Nope, we all good. All right. Guess what? Nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're happy with where you are and the trajectory of where you're going, that's fine. You're there. You've made it. If you're not, we need to make some changes. Um, and you can and you will. Definitely. Michelle, sorry, that just popped up as a change slide. Um, do the meal plan suggestions, for example, 1,700 options cover enough? Yeah, they do. They do. So they're all counted out to, to hit your... In fact, it's more than 90 grams of protein on those. Um, but yeah, that'll cover it all. So what I've done is I've that was what I was going that was my little tangent I was going to go off on. I've given you all a manageable amount of protein to work with. If you go over that, totally fine, totally fine. Don't worry. Um, so that's kind of like a minimum that I would expect you guys to eat. I put it as a minimum because most people find it difficult. So if I gave you an even higher number, and you're going to struggle to reach that, so ninety is kind of like the minimum that we want you to have. So if you go over that, I I eat roughly between one hundred and one hundred and twenty grams a day. Um, so yeah, if you go over that, it's not it's not a big deal at all. That was my tangent. Um, but yeah, the meal plans covered enough protein as well. So, what changes are you going to make this week? Everybody, just stick one in the chat, just one, and then we'll finish this up because I said to James I'd be finished five minutes ago. <laughs> Although I believe he uh, knew this and he isn't ready. Six forty-two a.m. Right, Gemma, get a plan done tonight. Send me over the bones of it, just for an extra accountability. Um, food shopping, meals ready. Yep, all these things. Um, for me, I am away Monday to Wednesday, but we're staying in an Airbnb, so um, I'm going to get there, make sure I get a shop done, have some decent food in, um, and then stick to it best I can. We're at a funeral, so there'll be sandwiches. And sausage rolls. Love a sausage roll. Um, vary your food more, Sarah. Yep. Um, I think sometimes it can be easy. And I know for me, my brain, I, I think if I don't have to think about it, I get stuck eating the same things because I know it fits into my macros. But if you can just make sure that you get a bigger range of food as possible, then you'll get all the nutrients in from everywhere. All right. No more questions. I will upload this so that if you need to rewatch it, you can. But big concentration on habits and behaviours because that's your secret weapon to long-term success. All right. Have a good week. I'll still be working when I'm away. Um, so just give me a shout if there is anything at all. But yeah, I'll get back to you when I can. All right. Have a good week. I'll see some of you tomorrow. If not, I will catch up with you during the week. All right. Take care, guys. See you soon. Thank you. No, no worries. Speak soon.